Hey, welcome back, everybody. Long time no see. It is the college edition of Heading Back to the Window, the little bonus show that we do each and every week. Good to be here, as always, with my partner, Scott Reichel. I am Scott Steen. I am the lead handicapper at Winners and Winers. He's the uh, he's a senior handicapper over there at Winners and Winers. We do a little show every day we call Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. And, of course, for 13 consecutive weeks, <laughs> Scott, we have done... A college football preview show of the top 25. Well, I mean, we're going to have to change the formatting a little bit because we're doing this on Thursday. Can you remind the people why we're not doing this usually on, you know, our normal date? Well, we got some, we got some Friday games this week and, uh, that's, uh, we're going to, we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to, uh, digest the information. And, uh, of course, Use what we say as just another tool in your toolkit. Do not ever take what we say as gospel without uh, doing your own research. We highly advise that, right? Something like that. Okay. Ma Matthew's back. T-Train's back. DiGiorno pizza in the oven, ready to go. Joan is back. We are back as well. Yay, that's right. I think DiGiorno pizza is kind of a little underrated. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. If you got to stay in and have a pizza... You could you could do worse than DiGiorno. I've, it's definitely better than some retail pizza outlets. All I know is it's not delivery; it's DiGiorno. That's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Wasn't that the slogan for like fifteen years? Oh yeah, like yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. Um, so last week, see, this is what happened. This is what happened last year, Scott. As I uh, as I put on the late season surge to overtake you, but you have surged as well. You and I have gone 6 and 0 over the last 2 weeks including 3 and 0 last weekend as I had Miami to, to easily cover the number there against the Dukies Notre Dame to cover that big number and I had the Miami Kent State over 65. Scott, how'd you do? I ended up going 3 and 0 as well. I had Notre Dame minus 18 and a half and minus 110. They ended up winning handily. Had a South Carolina team total under 16 and a half at minus 130. They did not score against Clemson. And I had Southern Miss minus 10 against uh, FIU at minus 115, and they covered. Very good. This try a screaming Sicilian. Uh, yeah, don't don't pay your weekly nut. That's you'll get a screaming Sicilian. Um sorry, bud. Yeah. I definitely I definitely understand it. Michael B in the house. Good to have you, Michael. So that takes your record for the season to 24, 14, and 1. It brings me to 22 and 17. Um, you know what? 22 and 17, I'm happy about that. But Scott, you're having an outstanding college football season. Uh, 10 games over 500, just uh, 39. So you're you're doing it, you're doing a nice job there, my friend. Uh, thank you very much. I'm doing the best I can. Okay, very good. And without further ado, let's get to it. And yeah, like you said, we changed our format a little bit to get make sure that we have the Friday games involved and give everybody an extra days of opportunity. And yeah, as as anything, guys, if if we say something and you're like, you know what, that sounds good, make sure that make sure that your research and your handicapping agree with what we tell it. And if and if we give you some stats, we say, well, this is this is this is going to happen. And you look it up, and you're reading about it, and you find some information. You go, well, yeah, but this could happen, and this could. I don't know how about. It. That's fine. We, yeah, we're uh, we strive to be right 55 percent of the time, Scott. That's pretty much. That's pretty much the goal. That's that's the that's the holy grail of just about any handicapper. Would you agree with that? 
Uh, yeah, I'd say it depends on what line you get, but for college, you're always going to end up finding some 115s, 120s. You're very rarely going to only take minus 110s if you're going to be laying or whatever. So either way, yeah, I think 55 sounds about right. I'm always shooting for 60. I just try to aim for the stars, so to speak. Right. But so far, so good. Hopefully that carries over to the final week of the show. Fading Scott's picks put you on the naughty list. No, man, no, I'm... I would, as much as I encourage people to ride me when I'm hot, I encourage you to ride the other side when I am not. I'm, I am totally, I'm totally okay with that. No, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have anything. The only, my, my only personal pet peeves that I have as far as like the show and comments go is like the retro capping where, you know, you put up a pick and it doesn't win. You're like, well, you should have known this. And you, well, you know what? You should have put it up before the game. Then I would have been much more impressed. So. Let's get rolling, bud. This is a Conference USA Championship game. This is a home team situation. And it's uh, the team that is at home, Scott, they're ranked. The team on the road, they are unranked. And they are the favorite. You're talking about, of course, Bailey Zappi and the Western Kentucky Hill Toppers. Minus the three points at uh, this UTSA Roadrunners. 72 and a half is the total right there. Scott, that sounds like... You didn't uh, say it. What's that? You didn't say it. I let, you know what? I let you have liberty of liberty. I will take this. Me, me. Thank yep, you. There you go. All right, very good. Um, we have liked both of these teams a lot all season long. They have been profitable teams, not just for us, but for everybody else. Western Kentucky, 9-3 and three against the number. And UTSA eight and four against the number, and that was mainly because people just started kind of catching up with them late in the season. You and I were on uh, this team for a long time; they did good for us. Finally, had a no show last week, as I believe. Would you call that? I guess a look ahead spot, Scott. Uh, that's exactly what I'm calling it. We both like North Texas in that game because North Texas was going for uh, another win. They were on a winning streak. They were playing well. UTSA had the biggest win in program history, beating UAB in that thrilling touchdown with about three seconds left. They already clinched a spot in the conference title game, and they just kind of packed it in because I can't say they even take, took their foot off the gas when they were winning in that game against North Texas. They just showed up in a body bag. Yeah, yeah, never never got up the, off the bus. See, I didn't think – I did like North Texas because I thought we caught it at nine and a half. I thought that was too too many points. I said money line. I thought they had a shot to win the game. You did, and I didn't think it'd be a look ahead because this was a UTSA team that had just kind of scaled new heights every week. They'd been ranked. They were undefeated. They had an outside chance at a New Year's Six at a New Year's Six bowl game. Uh, I think I thought they had a lot to play for, and yeah, they came out even flatter than I thought they would. So now with that, the last be couple of weeks before kind of concerned me because it wasn't even just the UAB game. Cause UAB of course is a good team, mm -hmm. but they struggled against Southern miss for what? 55 minutes of that game. Yep. Yep. They ended up, they ended up getting a late touchdown there to win by 10, but that was a 30, 30 point plus plus spread 32 points. I think was the spread yeah. on that. So, um, last, last year was, was four, it was 45, three. Yeah. That's, this Western Kentucky team, man, when they get rolling, Scott, we saw we saw it last week as this team ended up putting 53 points on the board after having 10 at halftime. Is that right? Uh, I'm trying to remember how many they had at halftime. I want to say they had 13 at the half against Marshall. They put up 40 in the second. I knew they put up 40-something in the second half. It was an absolute master class 
by Bailey. Then we have six in the first half. Well, I'm looking. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm looking. I think they had six in the first half and 47 in the second half. I'm I think lo- they finished with 53. Yeah, the halftime score they had six. So they put up. You're you're okay. exactly right. It was 14 to six Marshall at halftime, and they put up 23 in the third, 24 in the fourth. See you later. Defense stepped up, gave up seven in the second half. Um, mm. so I'm as much as, as much as I like this UTSA team and as much as I like them at home, Scott, I think this Hilltoppers team is playing some really good football right now. I mean, they've put up, uh, 135, but they put up 240 in their last five. Now, granted, they haven't exactly run over a rogues gallery they've you know it's charlotte middle tennessee rice uh fau but they you know they did play marshall marshall uh, not trash good football team not probably not at the level that western kentucky or utsa is but you know not a trash team and they just steamrolled them so what do you got here for this one i find the line movement in this game extremely fascinating because it opened up with utsa and western kentucky being, I'd say, close to pick them, somewhere around there. And you have just seen an avalanche of money coming in on Western Kentucky. They're up to around three, even three and a half in some spots. So you're crossing over key numbers at will. It seems like everybody's on the hilltoppers here, and I understand why. But I will remind everybody the first point that you mentioned with this game, which is the fact that UTSA is at home, and it's going to be a sellout. No doubt about it. You already have sold about 27,000 of the 40,000 seats. So I do expect a really loud crowd in there. The issue I have is that UTSA's quarterback, Frank Harris, got injured last week. He's supposed to play in this game. But but I am concerned when your starting quarterback has to go against Zappi and he's injured. Now, they did win the regular season meeting. Defensively, they were a mess. But the thing that's impressed me most about Western Kentucky is that the defense has (laughs) actually looked competent. For the last month, we knew the offense was good. The defense is no longer an embarrassment, and I do think that's going to turn the tide. I'll take Western Kentucky, but if you like the spread, I wouldn't take it now because you missed a couple of key numbers you probably should have had if you took it a couple days ago. Yeah. On the money line, if you think they're going to win. Yeah, agreed. For the purposes of our show, I'm going to take Western Kentucky as well. But as far as a bet in real life, I'm probably going to play the over in this game. You talked a little bit about their first meeting and ended up in a 52-46 uh, UTSA victory. They managed to hold Bailey Zappi to just 523 yards, Scott. That was his best day of the season. Have they made some adjustments? Yeah, probably. Maybe they just hold him to 450. But this kid's going to throw the football. And the thing that impressed me that day about Western Kentucky is they were able to run the football for 5.1 yards per carry. That's not a great look. Now, I think they've tightened up a little bit on defense, and I think that's the difference in this game. I think they certainly could put up 40 again, but I don't think UTSA is going to approach that that total. I have to agree. I think that the issue you have is, let's just say, Western Kentucky puts up a conservative 42 points, which sounds crazy, but when you look at their last couple of outings, that really doesn't seem that crazy. The question is, do you think UTSA is going to score 45, even just get into the 40s in this game. I think they might, but I do think that Western Kentucky should have an easier time moving the ball than UTSA, especially with an injured quarterback. 
So I like the over because how are you going to take the under between these teams in a dome when they had 90-something points in the regular season meeting? But I'm going to go with Western Kentucky because I think UTSA, despite being at home, is the inferior team since Western Kentucky has hit another gear since the regular season meeting. Right. Uh, Nathan says my role with Western Kentucky in the first half, less juice. Yeah, I don't hate that. I, uh, I, it does, I, and I know it's recency bias, but I do have a slight pause based what they did in the first half last week. Um, but, um, Nathan, he, he said, I don't know I, if I can have a pause. They scored 47 points in the second half. I know, I know, I, but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm talking about for a first half play. Oh, for a first half play, I don't mind UTSA if you think the crowd gives them a big advantage to start, but over a course of 60, you can just pencil Zappy and company in for 40. That's kind of what the case has been for the last two months. Nathan Cernan says, I think they're in a nosedive after getting their ass spanked by, by, by North Texas. <sighs> I think they were in a nosedive before that. Yeah, they weren't playing good football before that. That's, that's They were winning, but they weren't looking as dominant as they were earlier in the year. Plus, if you want to look at just level of competition, we know that this Conference USA isn't that exactly that strong. But even earlier in the year, UTSA barely beat Illinois mm-hmm. as like one of the out-of-conference games they had. Right. Western Kentucky is averaging the second most points in the country. I do have some question marks about UTSA's ability to keep it up on the scoreboard. Agreed. Uh, as far as the total goes, we both have the over there. We both got Western Kentucky. Um, like I'm going to take an under with Zappy and Western Kentucky. Pac-12, number 10 ranked Oregon versus Utah. This is a neutral location. Utah ranked 17th. They are a three-point favorite. 58 has been made to the total. Um, hey, Eric Catherine in the house. EC, good to see us. STM Network, uh, good to see you as well. Scott, how much do you hate this Ducks team? Uh, more than the average Duck. <laughs> I think uh, Daffy Duck's a lot better. Donald, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I might I might surprise you with this pick though. I'm taking Oregon. That is surprising. Lay out your case. Sir. I find this line extremely trappy. This doesn't make any sense. I know Utah at home has a great home field advantage. It was a night game. Oregon had a no show. I get it. They just beat this team by what felt like 80 points. Mm-hmm. And the spread's only two and a half. This just has trap written all over it, doesn't it? Something's missing here. I think the neutral. Location. I don't understand this. They just played a month ago. Utah, or it wasn't even a month ago. They played a couple weeks ago. Utah killed them. So you're telling me you don't think the home field advantage is worth 32 points? I'm saying that you can make an argument in this case. It actually might be. I, I don't know. I just think Oregon had a really awful game. But we've seen the Pac-12 be really, really, let's just say, inconsistent with its championship game results. You had Utah who was going for a playoff berth a couple of years ago. And I forgot if it was Oregon or USC. I think it was Oregon who smacked them. Then USC randomly like gave a good showing against Oregon. I think it was last year. But the point is, the Pac-12, as I mentioned in the past, is a psycho conference. And Utah, people are just penciling in for an easy win. This just looks like they are daring you to take Utah again. And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take Oregon. You know, what worries me is the fact that Oregon was absolutely unable to run the football against Utah. I don't know, I don't know why that changes. I, this, is the, this is an Oregon team, to be competitive, they have to run the football for 200-plus. And I just don't know that they can do that against Utah. I get it with the line. 
it does stink. It does make me look around and find to find the banana for the tailpipe. But you know what? I'm falling. I'm falling into the trap. I'm. I'm going to take the team there that I think is the better team. I'm, I'm taking the the team that I think is going to play better defense. Give me Utah minus three. Uh, as far as the total goes, I think this is going to be a bit of a grind. Uh, I think there's a possibility that the offenses on both sides struggle. I'm going to take the under there. I agree with you on the under, but I can't get past that that spread. That looks like the easiest bet in the entire card because they just beat them by 30 right and yet it doesn't make any sense I, I feel like this is one of those spots where of course sometimes with the odds makers are drunk and sometimes we have the odds makers are setting up trap lines to kill you it could be one or the other but i do think after the blowout we just saw there's a lot of recency bias in favor of utah just automatically smacking this team right i do think with an immediate rematch or close to an immediate rematch Oregon will put together a much better showing. I think they got a shot to win the game. Comment section seems to be on your side, Scott. J.C. Stone says Utah is a phony-ass team. That, I think uh, they're good. I, I just think that Oregon is a team that had such an awful showing that people expect that to be the norm. And I think that they could not have played any worse in the first meeting. David in the house. Good to see David the Italian here. Real Jolly Roger checking in. Says, my betting system is to bet on teams that wear red or green during the holidays. I, I should start playing that. And I think that's I think that's solid. Well, you got some problems though. You do in this game. Utah wears red right. and Oregon wears green. So you got some issues there. Always you gotta on, prioritize your color hierarchy. Always bet on black. What do you put red above you put red above green, right? Yes. I have red above green. You got the under there too? I agree. Okay. I'm going with the under. Fair enough. Big twelve, buddy. Big twelve championship. This one everybody's been clamoring for. Big twelve, two teams in the top ten. Neither one of them Oklahoma. Oklahoma State might actually go dancing. It's very possible. Very possible. Baylor, number nine. Oklahoma State, number five. Oklahoma State, five and a half. 46 and a half is your number right there, buddy. Uh, both of these teams have been very good against the number. Baylor, eight and four. Oklahoma State, nine and three. 11 and one straight up is Oklahoma State. 10 and two aren't the Baylor Bears. Uh, I think it's too many points. I think this Baylor team is... Uh, had a bit of a, a letdown last week against Texas Tech. They kind of played with their food there. They uh, they fucked around, and while Oklahoma State's coming off the big bedlam win, I think this could be a bit of a letdown spot for the Cowboys. I don't have a doubt they're probably the better team at the end of the day. I don't think they cover five and a half. I find this line pretty much where it should be, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. They played in the regular season. Oklahoma State won 24 to 14. Uh, Baylor really couldn't move the ball for pretty much the entire game. Uh, the ground game especially had some issues there. Ended up with just 107 yards. We know Baylor's usually in the 200s. While Oklahoma State had 57 rush attempts for 219 yards. Not exactly great either. But Sanders was awful. Bohannon was awful. The issue there is that Baylor had to use a backup quarterback last week because Bohannon has been battling some injuries recently. So are we sure Bohannon's actually going to play in this game? Well, that's what I want to check right now. In fact, I'm fitting to do Because that. I saw the backup play against Texas Tech. Not good. Let's just say I wasn't fully impressed. Yeah, Bohannon's still questionable with the hammy. So that is going to be predicated. I, for, I forgot Bohannon, Bohannon left the last game. Yeah, well. He didn't even leave the last game. He didn't play. Yeah, that's right. He, I thought he, At I, no point did he play last I thought he pulled in the first quarter, but he didn't. You're right. He, he sat out. Yeah, for when me. I watched it. The backup quarterback wasn't great. Gundy's defense looked really good the first time around. 
I'm not a fan of Saunders as a quarterback, but I have a really hard time taking a team who's might be using a backup quarterback in a championship game. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma State because even if I don't like Saunders and even if I do have questions about this team, at least I know who's going to be behind center. And that's enough for me. So give me the veteran quarterback who maybe can put together a good performance with his legs. Give me Oklahoma State minus the points. Yeah, and my Baylor my Baylor play is predicated uh, on Bohannon getting the start if he is a, if he ends up being a scratch in that one. Game well, let's just say Bohannon is a scratch, light scratch by game time. Does the line move to six and a half, seven? I think it might. Yes, I think it, I think it certainly gets to six, maybe six and a half. So I'm going to gamble on the injury news because even if Bohannon plays, he might be limited just based on his mobility. So I do think with a compromise or backup quarterback, I have no interest in backing Baylor. Okay. I like the under in that game, though. Yeah, I do too. This is definitely my favorite play from that game. No question about it. Um, MAC championship game from up there in Detroit. Scott, Kent State, minus three, Northern Illinois. 74 and a half is your total. Enjoy. Um, I can't believe they put the total that way. Should be 95. This is this Kent State team, man. They are, you know, it's it's weird because you look at them and you think they're the perfect over team because their defense is terrible. Their offense is fantastic. However, the odds makers have had them pretty much right on the money all season long. They're six and six over unders. Northern Illinois, seven and five. So, um, Kent State team, Scott, if you like offense, you got to like this team. Question is, can they stop the running attack of Northern Illinois? Well, they played in the regular season, and Kent State won, which was a really fun game. So the, by the way, does that matter to you? How much How much face do you, how much uh, stock do you put in that? Uh, not much. Okay. But I do think that you can have takeaways from games. You can't really view the whole thing and assume it's going to be the same exact script, but you could tell after a pretty slow start, Kent State just did whatever the hell it wanted to, and there were no answers on the entire field for Northern Illinois. Now, you can make the argument that Northern Illinois had a similar situation offensively because Kent State couldn't stop them for the entire second half either. But Kent State, we know with the pace, with Crum at quarterback, who I really like, good receivers, good running backs. Besides Rudolph, does Northern Illinois really have many weapons at receiver? I feel like Rudolph's just the guy. Yeah, he is, and that's not really what they what they're going to look to do, you know. They're they they want to just ground and pound. They want to just run the ball down your throat. Um shit, they average 10 yards a carry against Western Michigan, man. That's if if they if they had their way they they'd never throw the football. You know. So, um I, you know, it's tempting. It's it's tempting to play this team in a rebound spot, thinking that maybe Northern Illinois has figured something out. I think at the end of the day, Scott, um, I'm going to take a uh, I'm going to take a repeat here with uh, with Kent State. I'll take I'll take the Golden Flashes. Give me give me the offense, man. Um, you know, that's things go wrong when you rely on the running game. You get. You get behind the chains. You f- you find it with the service academy teams. You find those, you know, second and eights become third and fives, and now you got a problem on your hands. And and uh, in Northern Illinois can find the same situation um, as far as trying to trying to keep the chains moving, trying to stay ahead of the chains. 
I like the team that down in distance really doesn't mean shit to him. <laughs> it's like watching the Chiefs when Mahomes is at his best. You know, second and second and twenty, if you got a holding call, it doesn't matter. It, they just you go get it. And I I like this Kent State team. I like Crum. I'll take Kent State minus the three. You? I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take Northern Illinois. Okay. I feel like the MAC title game is always a good spot to take an underdog. You look at the last couple of years, the underdog has fared quite well, uh, even on the money line in these MAC title games because the conference is a psycho conference, but. The first meeting was very close throughout. The issue that I have is how Kent State has closed out games lately because they should have coasted to an easy win against Miami, Ohio last week. And they basically tried to hand the game over and Miami, Ohio didn't do enough to win it because they were in the red zone down three with about a minute to go. Kent State held them to a field goal. Then you had the overtime. Miami, Ohio went for two right decision, by the way, and ended up failing. But Kent State was was up double digits for pretty much most of the second half mm-hmm. and almost choked it away. Northern Illinois has been a great underdog sleeper team all the way to the conference title game. And no, I'm not going to overreact to the Western Michigan game where they benched their starting quarterback. They didn't care about that game. Throw that game in the garbage means nothing to me. I think Northern Illinois has been a very nice, uh, just darling underdog all season long. I'll ride them one last time, getting three. I think this game might push. I think you might end up seeing it be a three-point margin, but I do respect what Northern Illinois has done all season long, and I feel like they're still being disrespected. I like the over, though, if I had to make one play, but I do think that for MAC title games, I'd rather be getting points than laying points. Well, see, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Historically, that's correct. But this Kent State defense, as bad as they've been, They've been decent against the run. They've they haven't been horrific. Uh, the on, the only team in conference to to uh, rush for more than four point three yards per carry was, was Buffalo and Western Michigan. So that's a dogs are barking. The dogs are not barking in this he game. He wants the huskies. He wants the huskies. He knows. Hey, he's gone. Let it go. Uh, everybody else in our apartment building can feel safe. You know, you know who he's barking at right now? Uh, Rocky Lombardi. That's nice. who he's barking at. Nice. Um, no, I can't. I can't get behind Rocky Lombardi. Give me, give me Kent State. You've got the other side of this. Uh, yeah, first team to sixty wins, but I think you're basically flipping a coin between these teams because the first meeting was so close. So give me the plus the point. Give me the points in a potential coin toss. Okay. And for me, I I I don't know how you play the under if you're taking Northern Illinois. I'm not taking the under. I thought you had the under. No, okay. of course I'm taking the over. Oh, okay. Or, I mean, no, 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 I, I, no, no. That's what I meant. I'm, I would think if you're going to play Northern Illinois, you play the under. You think they can no. win a shootout? Yeah. No. Why not? No. It's the first game. They they lost by five. They 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 what? They had ninety something points in that game. They were in it. The, they were in it. Uh, JC Stone wants to know in in your personal wagering, do you manipulate spreads and totals as alternatives? Uh, I'd be in the losers' lounge the past twenty years if I had to bet posted odds. It all depends on the game and how much and how much value you're catching. Generally speaking, as far as like buying points and everything, I don't do that. We've talked about that in the past, Scott. If you've got a uh, if you've got a plus one hundred or a minus one hundred five, and you can and you can buy that three and a half to four and keep it at minus one fifteen or minus one twenty. That's something I would consider doing, but for the most part, uh, I think one twenty-five is usually the ceiling that I'll cross. Now, as far as alternative lines, I do like playing alternative lines, and I like playing alternative totals. Um, especially, I especially like it in baseball. 
playing playing minus two and a half in some of the baseball games, you can good value there. Uh, yourself, what do you think? I think for college football, it's a very interesting idea because college football is kind of a crapshoot at times. Uh, of course, it's one of those situations where if a team wins and you could tell from the first couple of just minutes, a team's going to win by 40. I mean, you could usually break that down Mm -hmm. and tell one team shouldn't be on the same field as the other team. I don't mind an alternative total for an over in this one. For example, if you can get the total between Kent state and Northern Illinois from about 74 to 90, I don't mind taking an alternative over at a decent plus price. If you think one of these teams gets to 50, you know? Yep. Agreed. Kara says, don't worry. I can speak dog translation. God, stop talking about stupid sports. I believe that's probably pretty correct. But what my dog is saying, he was, he would probably prefer that I just not do anything and sit there and scratching between the ears. So yeah, uh, let's, let's move on so I can get to the dog scratching. Scott looking out there in the, uh, the mountain West, San Diego state, getting get a little defense. Scott is that Utah state comes to town Utah State want to uh, want to sl- sling it around a little bit, you might say, huh? Uh, something like that. What you got here? You trust the San Diego I'm State go team? With, I kind of have to. I, I'm really impressed by what they did against Boise last week, and not because I think Boise's very good, but because they were trailing, getting their asses kicked, and a part of you thought they might fold. And then they rattled off about 27 unanswered points and killed them the entire second half. So I actually really was impressed by San Diego State. And I do think that that team, offensively, I don't say they figured something out, but they're actually watchable now on the offensive end. Utah State might have gotten here through the offensive attack that they have with Anderson as their coach. You really trust that defense? I well, don't. Well, that, that, is, that is the question. If, if you can trust that Utah State defense enough, but on the other hand, I would ask you then, Scott, do you trust the San Diego State offense? I trust the San Diego State offense more than I trust Utah State's defense. Hmm. I think that worst case scenario is you saw Wyoming run the ball down their throats a couple weeks ago. And I do think that San Diego State's identity is predicated on running the ball. So I do think that on the ground, San Diego State's offense could have success and the defense, I think, will do enough to generate pressure and to really make it difficult for for Utah State to move the ball. So I like the Aztecs here. Okay. Well, it's a uh, what what they do well is they're able to stop the run. Um, that's not something that Utah State really wants to 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 do all that often. Um, it's all about Logan Bonner and, and whether he's going to be hot or not. I think it's too many. I'm with you though that. That game a couple of weeks ago against Wyoming, man, I would have been. We know Wyoming, Wyoming cannot throw the ball. Terrible, terrible football team. Cannot cannot pass the and ball. And they ran it up on them. They yeah. won that game handily. They did. They they ran for 360. They passed for 240, Scott. They put. Just saying, when you run for 360 in a game where Utah State was still competing for a conference title spot, I do think San Diego State should have success on the ground, which is really a red flag for me when it comes to Utah State in this particular matchup. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, I kind of went into this one on the fence. I'm going to, I'm going to play San Diego state. I think the six is a little, oh, so you changed your mind. I did change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I liked, I liked Utah state. I, the more I look at it though, the more I look at that Wyoming game, the fact that they were able to run the football, I think San Diego state is able to play keep away long enough from Logan Bonner 
and limit them on was the it even just that game of, of course air force is an elite triple option offense and utah state won that game air force scored 42 points they ran the ball at will i know air force is an elite rushing unit but the point is is that you've seen time and time again this team has a serious issue stopping good running games yeah that's that's absolutely true I, that's absolutely true um so what do you got for a total there I find the total the trickiest part because I do think that San Diego State should be able to run the ball and score an underrated amount of points in this game. The question is, do I think Utah State's actually going to contribute much offensively against such a good defense? I might surprise you. I'm actually going to take the over. Okay. I think San Diego State might actually push 30 in this game, maybe more. You might see a defensive score. But I do think you'll see a couple of really bad interceptions from Bonner, which might lead to some short fields. But – I can understand if you like the under. I'm going to take an interesting spin here. I'll take the over. App State, Louisa. Oh, I've got the under, by the way. I'm going to, I am going to play the under. Well, it doesn't surprise me. You have seen a little bit of money on the under. I'm just going to take a spin here. Give me the over. Okay. App State, Louisiana. Louisiana is ranked 24th. Uh, App State is the favorite in this one. That is a true road game for them, by the way. This line is so confusing. Hmm. Louisiana. I believe we both liked App State in the in the original regular season game, and they got their asses kicked. Yeah, they did. Yep, they absolutely did. And it's all, all the reasons, all the reasons to like them, and it all went right down the drain as they pretty much ran them out of the building. So, have they learned anything? Uh well, the oddsmakers seem to think so. I'm going to take the points because Louisiana at home is really good. And App State's a different team when they're away from Boone. But do you really want to lay three with a team that got killed in the regular season meeting? I know that I mentioned with Western Kentucky that I think they're going to win the game. But those two teams are hanging opposite directions. It seems like Lafayette or Louisiana, however you want to call them at this point, and App State have both been playing pretty well lately. So I'm going to take the points. Okay. You? Uh, uh, IC says, I think Bonner's just not a good quarterback. Uh, I think he's okay, but he's one of those classic air raid guys who's just going to sling it around the parking lot. Yeah. And yeah. yes, the coach did leave. That's, that's, of course, the main story here with Napier, who ended up taking the Florida job, which is probably why you have seen some line movement on App State. How, I don't know how big of an impact the coach actually has, though. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't. How, much, how many points is a, how many points is a coach actually worth? I don't know. You know, it it to me it depends on whether they call the plays, how involved they are in the uh, in the day to day operations of the offense. You know, this this App State defense is is the same thing since that uh, since that Lafayette game. You know, they kind of struggled against Monroe. They when they gave up, you know, they gave up twenty eight to Monroe. They gave up twenty seven to Coastal. There's no shame in that. But then this defense has really clamped down the last month. They've given up just thirty one points in four games. Uh, including giving up 14 to Arkansas State on the road. Um, that's that's an impressive performance because Arkansas State, not a good team, but they can score. Their defense is just god-awful. But you're giving up 14 to uh, to Arkansas State. That's a good that's a good performance. They give up seven to Troy. Um, so I've got a um, I've got a, I'm going to make the same mistake twice, Scott. I'm going to I'm going to take App State here. I'm going to I'm going to lay the points away from Boone. Um, well, I don't think that's exactly a bold call since you have an unknown coaching situation with Louisiana. 
but <laughs> it's still going to be in Louisiana. The crowd's into it. We talked about how App State is a different team on the road than at home. Maybe I'm just underreacting to the actual coaching news, but for me, I'm going to take the points because I think these teams are actually pretty close to each other. Okay. All right. I'll put you down for Louisiana. As far as the total goes, I am going to lean towards the under there as well. I think that's a pretty sharp number, but I'm going to play the 53 under. I'm going to take the over in this one. Okay. Totally get that. All right. So here's the game that people have been talking about. By the way, I know we're going through games. I know that T-Train wants to know our thoughts about the Kelly move and what that might do with Notre Dame. You want to talk about it quickly? I feel like that's definitely news that's probably worth talking about. I think it could I think it could make a difference. I think it could I think it could make a real difference wherever they end up in whatever bowl they end up playing in. I think the way that he left, the way that you know, now you never know what kind of communication went on behind the scenes and maybe not we're not hearing the the whole story, but for what what is leaked out and what it appears to be the case, kind of blindsided everybody, including his team. I think that makes a difference. I think that takes I don't know if you can quantify and put a number on it. I don't know if, you know, uh, uh, Kelly being a dickhead is worth four points, but I think it absolutely has an effect on the psyche of that team. What do you think? I think it'll impact them when it comes to the actual opinion of the college football board, uh, playoff board, because it's really just a serious distraction. There's really no other reason why I find the whole situation weird. I get the idea that LSU is paying you a boatload of money, it was a pretty big check. But you really couldn't wait till the end of the season or at least to see if your team even got into the damn thing right. before you left at 7 a.m. Yep. Like you really had to text people a, a message at, or your players at around like midnight and tell them, by the way, quick meeting, 7 a.m. I'm out of here. And then he catch the company jet at like 7.05. He Baltimore. Like, really? He Baltimore. That's how you handle the situation? He Baltimore colted those motherfuckers right there. That's, that's exactly what he did. I don't like Notre Dame, but that was a pretty scummy move. I can't say I'm surprised because I've heard some pretty bad things about Brian Kelly over the past. But in the past. But still, I don't know. It's a situation where I do think the committee isn't going to be thrilled to let in a Notre Dame team with no proven head coach right so i do think that might be a factor should it be a factor no i don't think it should be i think if notre dame deserves to be a top four team then they should get in yep, but i do think that it will be held against them whether you want it to or not they had a, they had a long road ahead of them anyway but so there's two games that everybody's talking about scott and they're the next two this is a game that you and i have a, a substantial position in uh, you caught a, you caught a good number on the money line, and we made a we made a little investment in this one. So we're watching this with a uh, a more than a more than a, a fan's eye as we have the Georgia Bulldogs and Alabama getting together down there in the Mercedes Benz Dome in Hot Atlanta. Georgia number one team in the nation, of course, they are six and a half point favorites over the number three ranked Bama, forty nine, and the hook is your total there, Scott. I'll let you start off and tell everybody why we have uh, staked the position we have in this game. We got Georgia money line yeah. because I found a line uh, that was minus 170 when every other book had minus 230. So I'm going to take the 60 cents and say thank you, regardless of whether it wins or loses. And I told you about it 
and you wanted a piece because why wouldn't you want a piece when you're getting 60 cents? So we have Georgia money line. As for the actual spread, I really have a hard time taking Bama here. I know the automatic counter argument. It's Nick Saban getting points. I have to take it. And my answer is why? Look at the actual teams. Georgia has killed everybody up to this point. Yes, the schedule has not been the hardest of schedules, but Bama's off a quadruple overtime win against a six-win team where they couldn't move the ball for about 55 minutes. They can't run the ball. Robinson's injured. The offensive line really struggled against Auburn. Now they're against the best defensive line, I don't even know, in the last... In the history of college football? Probably. Like, it's one of the best defensive lines of all time. Yeah, you could make that case. No question about and it. And Georgia, with Kirby Smart, I know that there are some demons that he has to exercise actually beating Saban once. But damn it, this is the team to do it. I just feel like if Bama's going to win, they need Georgia to commit a bunch of mistakes that they have not made this season. But Bama can't really run the ball. I like the receivers, but we know Georgia's secondary is also really, really good. Yeah. And I think Georgia's offense is good enough to beat up on Bama a little bit. Give me Georgia. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a route per se where Georgia wins by 30. But I think Georgia eventually pulls away late, wins by 14. Jermilky Man says, Jersilky Man, sorry. I, I get I get that wrong right about one out of four times I say it. Uh, Georgia's ridiculous. Georgia. I mean, I, I have to take Georgia. This is just, imagine you switch the name brands here. Let's just say that in most seasons, these teams are the opposite. Right. Bama's usually the undefeated team that looks like a world beater, and Georgia's usually a one or two loss team that is trying to pull off an upset and usually gets his ass kicked. Right. What would the line be if Bama was it was if you swapped the names Bama and Georgia here? Got to think that would be what line fourteen. I would. I was going to say nine and a half or ten. I don't know. Nine and a half, ten, maybe yeah. more than that. So I do think there's some brand name bias built into the line. And I'm not going to fall for it. Georgia's the better team. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and guys bring up some good points in the comment section. He says, Bama needs to shorten the game to have a chance. That's I totally agree, and I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you have long, sustained drives down the field against this fucking Georgia defense. I just think... I, I by think, the way, a quick, quick reminder, by the way. Yes? This game's taking place in uh, which state? Uh, Atlanta is in... I knew it when I came here. Uh, how about Georgia? I believe, yeah, I believe it's a home game basically for Georgia. Yeah. So, well, they distribute. The I know tickets, they're gonna have a decent yeah. amount of Bama fans that travel well, but when you're playing in the Superdome and you're from Georgia, I do think that helps. So a little bit of home field never hurt anybody. Give me Georgia in that spot. You know, I haven't been worried about this play till right now when I see how many people agree with us. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it scares me. Um, getting the Dallas Cowboys premium by betting on Alabama. I'm just saying, nice. if Kirby Smart can't win this game against Bama, he's never beating Saban. No. This it's, is, just not, it's just not going to happen. This is, this is the game it, that he needs to win. Yeah, this is a this is a down Alabama team. You know, they're still really good, obviously, number three in the country. And it's the best Georgia team that we've seen in a long time. You know, I think, I think Stetson Bennett has been really underappreciated. 21 touchdowns, uh, just five interceptions. But obviously, this is a Georgia team. That is predicated on pounding the football, and they've got four fucking running backs that'll just run it down your throat all day long. So, uh, yeah, that's how I feel. STL. Can Bama run the ball with backup running backs? Yeah, no. I think they can. What's that? 
I said I don't think they can run it with back. Oh, I thought you said you thought so, I said you said yes, yes. I'm yeah. saying no. I, I don't think they can. So I think they're going to be one dimensional and young against good defenses. Really, not look that sharp. T train says line seems too low, makes me edgy. I think you're you're paying the Alabama tax in reverse there. I think if it's I think if the names are reversed, just like Scott said, this this is a double digit line. It should be no question about it. All right, so you and I both have you got Georgia laying the number there. Just to, for reference here, Georgia is like minus two forty to win the t- title. Yep. So they're the clear best team. It's not even close. How do I not like them getting laying less than a touchdown? Yep. Agreed. Agreed. As far as the total goes, um, I think Georgia I'm going put, under. I'm going to go over. I think Georgia fucking puts it on them, dude. I think that Georgia could. I'm still a little bit skeptical on Bennett, but I really think Bama's offense is going to have some issues. Okay. All right, I got you down for the uh, for the under, and I think that's a I think that's a possibility. I just think I think Georgia hangs thirty on them. Uh, all right, now the other game that everyone's going to be watching. This is going to be the number 20, 20 ranked twenty one ranked Houston Cougars, and this is a home game for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Scott Bearcats. Laying the 10, putting their undefeated title on the line, holding up that belt, holding up that championship belt, buddy. This is this is for the this is for the belt right here. Um 52 and a half is the number. Cincinnati. <sighs> have they just been looking ahead for the last month, Scott, or are they really not as good as we thought they were? Now they have we really, re- really want Cincinnati to win this game um, so badly. So we really, really want Cincinnati to win this game. So much. Oh boy. Uh I gotta give um I gotta first of all, I gotta give Houston props because they lost to Texas Tech in the opener and I had some issues with the coach because he we know he left from West Virginia and I wasn't sure if that was gonna work out. Holgerson's done a great job. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. really no way around it. I got to apologize to him. He's been really, really good. I'm not saying he, he may not have been a season away from getting fired, but he was a season away from being on the really hot seat. I'm just saying, when they lost De'Ara King, I thought they were going to have some serious issues in the immediate future, and they somehow made it to a conference title game. Right. But I do think that the surprising part has been how good Houston's defense has been. Because Houston's defense has been really good. Agreed. For the last, pretty much the last couple of months. Cincinnati's defense has had some letdown spots, but it's normally very, very good. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I like the under, and I'm going to take the points. Because I do think that even though Cincinnati is, I think Cincinnati is going to win the game at home. Do I really want 10, 10 and a half? I don't. I really think this game's going to come down to a touchdown. I see a one possession game late. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Cincinnati blows them out of the water either. I've got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Cougs plus the ten. I may take a little sniff on the money line just because that's the way shit works. You think this Cincinnati team, they have it all right in front of them, Scott. They have everything ready to go. They have it all laid out. All they have to do is go out and beat a team that's not as good as they are at home as a 10-point favorite. You see it time and time again. Those people shit the bed. This could be one of those times. I think you're probably right. Cincinnati probably wins this game. I think Houston is live, and I think there's a uh, probably good value at catching them at what? Plus, what is, I don't know what the money line is, 270, somewhere in that neighborhood, plus 270, 280. Have you seen it? I figured it would be in the three hundreds. It could uh, be. Let me see if I can get a. Uh, you could be at three. You could be at three, three ten, three twenty. Um, I just didn't have it up in front of me. No, it's not a neutral uh, site. I'm pulling it up right now. STM Network. Is, uh, I see around plus three thirty. Plus three thirty. Take it. Yeah. 
I'm gonna yeah. have, I'm definitely put a sniff on that. Uh, yes, new, it is a it is not a neutral site STM network. If there's a shot at saving getting baptized, I'm watching it. No shit. Uh, Cincinnati doesn't defense doesn't play for the uh, doesn't deserve to play for the national title. They beat all scrubs. Um, you know what? I'm kind of torn on that. You you beat the you beat the teams that are in front of you. You can't say that they've beaten all scrubs. I mean, they beat Notre Dame on the road. They That's did. probably the second most impressive win of the entire season. They probably have a better win than Notre Dame does. That's the team. They do. The Notre D- Dame hasn't won anything That's because every team that Notre Dame scheduled has really un- fallen apart, really. I mean, you schedule Wisconsin, you schedule North Carolina, you schedule USC, you schedule a bunch of teams, and every team hit the wall. So Notre Dame might be a little bit overrated because of who they played, wasn't only their fault every other team on their schedule fell apart but you go into Notre Dame and you win that game relatively comfortably yeah I might agree that their conference is a joke I can't just or I can't underreact to that Notre Dame win that's such no. a huge win no and the other thing is as far as your non-con goes who wants to schedule this team who wants Cincinnati coming to come into their home stadium and beating the shit beating them beating them uh, in outright in in non-conference competition, I'm. I'm get- oh, don't get me wrong, Silky. I'm not saying Cincinnati's giving Georgia a run for their money. I'm not saying that. I think Georgia is going to kill this team. What is what, what I am saying? C- C- what a 17 point favorite Georgia over Cincinnati? It might be. Uh, yeah, but Silky, I'm not saying that Cincinnati's going to give Georgia a run for their money. I'm just saying if you have a one versus a four, I'm not sure any four is giving Georgia a run for its money. No. No. So if you want to put Notre Dame in. If you want to put in Oklahoma State in against Georgia instead, good luck to you. Because I'm sure Georgia's going to beat Cincinnati by 30. They'd probably beat Oklahoma State by 32. Yeah, there's Just only saying. there's only one team in the nation I think that can give Georgia a run, and that's Ohio State. I think Cincinnati. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think Cincinnati's on par with Michigan. I think Cincinnati's on par with Oklahoma State. Obviously, they beat. Notre Dame, I I think they're right where they deserve to be. I think Michigan's a little bit better than Cincinnati just because of how good they are on the defensive line. I do think that Hutchinson and company are really, really good. So I think Michigan would beat Georgia, but I do think Georgia against pretty much every team you can I'm sorry, you said you said I think Michigan would beat Georgia? Yeah. Is that what you meant to say? I think Michigan would beat Georgia. Would beat Georgia? Oh, no, sorry, it would beat Cincinnati. Uh, sorry. So, okay. Sorry. My bad. I, I was okay, sorry. I think Michigan would beat Cincinnati. I think Georgia's going to beat everybody. So, yes, you can say, well, it's a waste of time. Cincinnati's going to get killed by Georgia. True. Is Oklahoma State not going to get killed by Georgia? Because they clearly are. Right. That's that's exactly my point. You, none of these teams can, can, can compete with Georgia. I think the defenses are going to rule the day. I think these teams are both going to come out tight. I'll play the under. I really like the first half under as well. But I'll, I'll take the full game under. You? I'm going to have to agree. All right, very good. Two left, buddy. Heading to the Big Ten. This is a uh, neutral site game. Indianapolis is correct, right? And, uh, number 13, Iowa, against the previously mentioned Michigan Wolverines, ranked number two yes, in the nation. as a Wisconsin fan, had a shot there to face Michigan, and you lose to Minnesota. So now we got to watch this damn Iowa team with Petrus try to beat Michigan. Thanks, Wisconsin. Is it really cool? Is it Thank good, you. Is it good news or bad news that Petrus is back? Uh, it's good news for Michigan. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. I mean, they brought in Padilla, who I didn't think was very good, but Petrus sucks, man. He can, is so bad. Can you have when a you, can you have a letdown spot in the conference championship game, Scott? You can make it 
an argument since Ohio State is pretty much the Super Bowl of the actual Mm -hmm. season for Michigan. I got to take Michigan, man. I mean, this would be such a funny Harbaugh moment if they beat Ohio State just to blow the Big Ten title game. But I really don't like this Iowa team. It'd be like when your quarterback gets outplayed handily by Graham Mertz. You have a serious problem. Am I impressed that Iowa needed an 18-point comeback against Nebraska in the last game of the season? Of course not. Give me Michigan. Okay. Of course, everyone's going to be on Michigan. So if you want to talk about a potential trap line or a fade the public move, then take Iowa. I can't do it. Michigan's defensive line's fantastic. The ground game's great. I think McNamara's actually not that bad. I don't think he's good, but I think he's better than – then Petrus is not even close. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't know. And and we could absolutely go down in flames here as Michigan. You know, in a, I, it, it seems weird to say a sandwich spot between their big game against Ohio State and whatever potential uh, playoff game that they land. And it could be a sandwich game. That'd be that'd be a kind of a weird concept. But I just don't see enough out of this Iowa offense. Um, and the defense, I think, is eventually going to get worn down as the, the offense can't stay on the field. I've got I've and I've got to play the over here. I think Michigan could put up twenty eight to thirty five. Uh, I like the over here. Um, anytime you're playing indoors, I'm going to be tempted to take an over because you're expecting Big Ten. You think terrible weather, bunch of punts, some rain, some snow. Nobody can do anything. But no, nah, you're indoors. The field's in good condition. Michigan might run for two hundred something yards. I do think that this total does seem a bit low. If you think Michigan could put up 35 in this spot. Right. I like the over because Michigan's defense, I do think is good. Is it this good or did the defense just look really good because the weather was terrible against Ohio state? Well, that's a, that's a great question as well. The, <laughs> the dogs are not barking here either. Scott. The dog likes Iowa. T train brings up a, a great point about the over, and do you think you can get enough contribution from Iowa? That is certainly my concern. Is even if, even if Michigan puts up twenty-seven to thirty-five, I'm not positive Iowa does enough to get over the total there. The contribution might just be ten points. Michigan, we said, might score thirty-five. So if that's the case, if I think one of these teams gets to thirty, right, I'm going to be more likely to take an over than an under. I think there's a better chance Michigan gets to thirty than there is Iowa gets to ten. How about that? Okay, and I'm saying that I think that eventually, if Michigan ends up coasting, you might see some garbage time there with Iowa because you don't want to get run out in the conference title game. I think Michigan's just going to focus on survive and advance. Team total under for Iowa, don't hate that. Going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 17-ish, 16-and-a-half. I'm just saying, though, you have good field conditions. Michigan's offense is pretty good. 43 does sound really, really low. It does. It does. Best case scenario for everybody, Bama loses and everyone else gets it done. I don't know about everybody, but everybody outside the state of Alabama. Half the state of Alabama, the other half likes Auburn. Who would you actually rather see, though? Notre Dame in or Oklahoma State in? Oklahoma State. I just want fresh. Who do you think deserves to be in more? Uh, I'll let you know after Oklahoma State plays. I I would actually take, if I was voting, which I'm not, I would take Notre Dame over Oklahoma State, even though I despise Notre Dame. But they've killed everybody besides Cincinnati. 
I can't look past Oklahoma State losing to an underwhelming Iowa State team. Yeah, that's true. I'll, yeah, Iowa State team, good defense. but uh, Iowa State was favored in that game, so it's not really their fault. And it's kind of funny because the one loss I hold against Oklahoma State, they actually covered in the game. But Iowa State turned out to be a lot worse than we thought they were going to be. STM Network says, Ugga, um, Michigan, Cincy, Oklahoma State. Yeah, there's your four-teamer right there. Jersilky Munch is a 35-6. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm, yeah, I've still got the over. I'm actually curious, by the way. If STM is right and you have Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State, what's Georgia's price to win the title? Minus 350? Mm-hmm. Minus 300? Because yep. I don't see any team there that's going to be close. Uh, that might be a little prohibitive. That's what it should be. It might be. You might be able They're to get it. 240 now. I was gonna, well, I was going to say, you might be able to get it at 280. <laughs> I'm saying you're 240 now, and Bama's the biggest threat media-wise. Yeah, Georgia might actually be minus 300, minus 320 if you have those other three teams. Yeah, and I'm not sure I'd fade them either. Um, Jermokey Man, I told you, Jermokey Man says Cincinnati couldn't cover against trash. True, although they did, they did rally. They did get off of that four-game streak there. STM said they should be 350 anyways. Yeah, and I I don't know that I'd fade them. I don't know where the value lies anywhere else there. (laughs) Last game, ACC. Uh, this is a neutral site. It's uh, Charlotte, I believe. Number 15, Pittsburgh. Three-point favorites over number 16, Wake Forest. 72 is your number right there, my friend. Um, Kenny Pickett, Scott, going to be the first quarterback taken or no? I think he should be. Corral, I think, is the most entertaining guy because of his running ability, I'm still not exactly sure if he's a very good quarterback who'd be able to fit in any system or if Lane Kiffin just pumps up the numbers. It really could be either one. Pickett is the best, in my opinion, pro-ready quarterback in the entire class. I really like him. And I'm not sure if it's because of the gloves or not. He reminds me of Kurt Warner. Can he, you is know, it because I, of the gloves? Can, maybe. Can he two gloves? He reminds, me of, he reminds me of Warner. I don't know if you see that, but I kind of see a bit of a resemblance there. Yeah, uh, he's not a gigantic guy for, for his quarterbacks go these days. He's six three. He's got you know he's got good height. I think that's about what Mahomes is six two six three. Uh, but he can he can get it down the field, buddy. 40, 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions. If you're going to take a quarterback for your Heisman Trophy winner, you could you could do worse than take Kenny Pickett. Um, but he's going up against this wicked tough Wake Forest defense. <laughs> How do you see that going, man? Good lord. Is that going to be uh, that? This could be an undervalued fun game too, because Wake Forest uh, they don't stop nobody to use it. To, Are you to, taking the under in this you, game? Of course not. You can't. Of course you not. Can't take the under in this game. There's absolutely no way. You know Pittsburgh, they play good defense. You know, I'll, I, but they don't play good enough defense to to completely stop this Wake Forest offense. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Deeks, man. They can, they can wing the ball with the, with the best of them. Um, three points. I got to I got to take Pittsburgh here, but I just, it's, I said, I hate this weak force defense so much, man. That's my, that's my problem. Where are you at on How this? How much do you hate them? A lot. They're not good. No. I mean, I love them because you just take the over, you know? Yeah. So 
I kind of love the defense, but not because they're good. No. It's because I'm a betting man, and I like to make money. They shut so down I Boston like the College. They shut down Duke. Everybody else has got 40 against them, basically. They shut down Boston College? Yeah. How impressive that is? <laughs> Just a little bit more than sh shutting down Duke? Yeah, but Duke, what a unit. Uh, by the way, uh, sorry to hear about uh, Cutcliffe. I, you know, I was very high on him the whole season. I can't believe he got <laughs> Yeah, big, big fans. Um, Wake Forest defense is rested. Well, that's great. Uh, well, they should be rested because they give up touchdowns every two plays. So they kind of just come back out the following drive and, you know, whatever. They have, they have lots of energy for chasing those fuckers that get behind them for eight They really years. do. But I'm looking at the over, of course. I got to like Pitt. Pick I, it. Don't get me wrong. Hartman's very good, too. Yes, he I is. like Hartman a lot as a quarterback. I think he's been one of the most underrated players in the entire country this season. But Pitt at least has some type of pass rush that can force Wake Forest into some longs. Yeah. Like third and longs, et cetera. Pitt really should do whatever it wants throughout this game. Yeah, I agree. And this is a uh, this is a Wake Forest team that anytime you've got a semblance of a decent quarterback, they have struggled mightily this season. Um they they give up forty two to NC State, they give up fifty eight to North Carolina. Uh, one of my personal favorite performances, giving up 56 to Army. That Obvi was fun. Obviously not relevant in this game per se, but definitely. They won that game by double digits. Yes, they did. <laughs> 70 to 56. Uh, no overtime oh, needed. I've got Pittsburgh here too, buddy. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna lay the points. I love this Deacons team. I I'd love it if they won, but I don't think they will. I've got Pittsburgh. Better team, better defense, better quarterback. Um it's kind of uh, you expect me to bet on the demon deacons during Christmas time? You can't do that, can't do that, bud. Can't do that, can't do that. <clears throat> All right, that's it. That's uh, that's the show. I was gonna put the I was gonna put the USC game on there, and I'm just like, you know what? I've, I've talked about those fuckers enough, I don't want to talk about them anymore. Give me the team from California winning that game. I like the odds of the, of the Cali team winning. Yeah, better pizza, Papa John's, absolutely. So, hey, we did we did all right. People show we had fifty six people show up. Nicely done, thanks guys. We appreciate the effort, of course. Of everybody, everybody showing up. Um, Scott, any final thoughts? Well, not really. But instead of final thoughts, I believe we have final picks. We do. We do have our final picks. And uh, uh, go ahead. Losers walk. There you go. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. If we're, this is the final one we're doing. Yes. You got to play the sound effect. Oh, you're right. You're right. Here Come we on. go. Get ready. Get ready for our 5,000-star whale play. Fade the public sharks one million unit lock of the century. All right, Scott. Well, because of your stupid push, I have to sweep the board. Yeah. I have to sweep the board, and uh, you have to lose all three. So you're saying there's a chance. So hopefully. It happened last year, so we'll see. Hopefully you and I will have. Uh, I could cheat, by the way. I could just steal one of your take picks. Take all my picks. That's right. Win, but I'm not going to do we that. Should have to submit, we should have had to submit our picks in, in advance. Um, I'm a man of integrity, so we'll see what happens. I'm a man of constant sorrow, Scott. Mm -hmm. um, Y'all's favorite pick. Funny you should ask, Zach. I'm going to go with Kent State, the University of Northern Iowa, over. 74 and a half. I believe we talked about it before. Kent State, not a good defense. Kent State, a fantastic offense. I think Northern Illinois will have a little bit of success uh, running the football, and then I think they're going to be forced to throw with Rocky Lombardi. I like the over 74 and a half because it's Kent State. What else are you going to play? 
Scott. I got bad news for you. Oh, you motherfucker. You automatically lost. See, I think this is... I, th- I got Kent State, Northern Illinois, over 73 and a half I- at <laughs> minus 110 on bet MGM. You can't not take the over. <laughs> I mean, this is just the type of game where you look at the line, you make sure it's not being played in a snowstorm, and you wonder if they forgot to add a zero. Because this game should have at least 80 points, maybe 90, maybe even 100. But I threw in some numbers. Both teams offensively averaging over 30 points per game. Defensively, they're allowing at least 33 points per game. They combined for 99 points in the regular season meeting. But it's being played in Michigan. Cold weather. It's December. No, (laughs) wait a second. They're in a dome. So the weather is going to be great. The offenses are great. The defenses are awful. The regular season meeting had 99 points. How do you not take the over in this game? You don't, Scott. You, there's no way that you don't take the over in this game. So I'm sorry. There really wasn't much suspense there because we agreed on the first pick. But I don't know how you don't take that pick. We should have. We should have come up. We, we should have come up with some sort of a rule to uh, to negate this possibility. But we didn't, and uh, that's that's on me because uh, it's come up. It's it's pretty much the loser's responsibility to come up with some sort of last ditch hail mary way for me to win in case we matched on pick. So fuck off. I'm going to play the University of Georgia, minus six and a half. I believe we talked about this game a little bit. I think they are the far superior team. I like that defense against the hobbled Alabama offense. I'm not sure how they're going to move the football, especially if Georgia doesn't have to respect the run. Um, I like the University of Georgia, minus six and a half right there. I don't don't have that play. Thanks, Brad. You have something that I don't have. But... My other play is going to be on a team total in the matchup between Western Kentucky and UTSA. I am taking Western Kentucky team total over 37 and a half at minus 110 on DraftKings. Western Kentucky, numero dos in points per game this season. They're averaging 43.2 points per game. They have scored at least 42 points in each of their last five games. They played against UTSA in the regular season. They lost but they did score 46 points and UTSA's defense is allowing 38 points per game over its last two games. I got to back Zappy. Let him throw for 500, five touchdowns. Let's have some fun. It's in a dome. Yes. It's technically a road game because it's in UTSA's backyard. I don't care. Give me one of the best offenses in the country, crushing a defense that gave up 40 plus points to North Texas. What number did you get it at? 37 and a half at minus 110 on DraftKings. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Uh, I said, love the show. Keep up the great works. We will do it. Uh, way too much respect for overrated Bama. Goddamn right. My dollars on Georgia. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, hey. Can you knock it off, please? I'm just about done, buddy. Uh, for my last pick, Scott, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to change I'm going to I'm going to change strategy here. I'm going to play. I'm going to play Utah State in first quarter. I'm going to guess that's going to be. I'm, so, I'm sorry, what? I'm going to play. Are you stealing my entire mojo? <laughs> that's right. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. I'm taking Utah State first quarter plus. I don't know. I'm going to guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 
if I can get it at two, I'll be happy. It should be one and a half. I'll put it down officially as one and a half. What the hell has happened here? You're ending it with your final pick. That's right. Mocking me. That's right. Taking a first quarter pull. It's the that's okay. the that's the flying that's the flying fuck you finger for your Kent State pick. I know you've got a fourth pick there okay. that you're not doing because you went, oh, you know what? I'm an automatic winner. I actually don't. I just straight up saw 73 and a half. Every other book at 74 and a half. I'll take the free point to the bank. All right. So, no, that was actually the first play that I had written down because it was so obvious for me. The last one, I'm going a little bit off the radar because FCS matters too, damn Oh, it. fuck you. I'm taking North Dakota State <laughs> minus 13 and a half at minus 115 on FanDuel against Southern Illinois. Every other book has 14 and a half. We know 14 is a key number. Give me the 13 and a half at minus 115 all day, every day. But we know the Bison have a very, very solid home field advantage at the Fargo Dome. They've played six home games this season. They've won five of them by at least 14 points. The main reason why I think this game will be pretty ugly is the fact that North Dakota State is really good at running the ball. They rank third in all of FCS in rushing yards per game. Well, so... Southern Illinois cannot stop the run. They're allowing 161.9 rushing yards per game, which ranks 77th in the FCS. I think North Dakota State runs it down their throats and wins this game handily by at least 17 points. Give me the Bison, minus 13 and a half. You know, it's actually the Bison, right? Uh, allegedly. There's a thing. It's a whole thing. I actually looked it up because they kept yes, calling we, the Bison. Yes, we've gone through this before. Yeah. Yeah. STM Networks just forgot to mention the winning Scott of the competition gets to come to Thanksgiving next year. Sorry. I already Scott. won, so just send me the invitation. I'm ready to go. That's my kid. He he's getting a little cocky because they've hosted they hosted Thanksgiving one time. So now he's like now he's cocky. So he's, a, he's an individual, he's a person now. I know. You know he has responsibilities. I don't know what the fuck I'd have to do if I have to figure out what to do on my own Thanksgiving. All right. Anyway, Joan, always fun. Thanks for stopping. Appreciate you guys. T train. Yes, you guys too. So to recap, real quick. I've got the uh, Kent State Uni University of Northern Iowa over 73.5. I got UGA minus a 6.5 against Bama. Utah State first quarter plus 1.5 against San Diego State. Scott, what do you got? My three picks are Kent State, Northern Illinois, over 73.5 at minus 110 on BetMGM. Western Kentucky team total over 37.5 at minus 110 on DraftKings. And North Dakota State minus 13.5 at minus 115 on FanDuel. There you go. That's going to do it, guys. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, man. Hard to believe college football is winding down, but we got some bowl fun coming up. I think you I think you and I are going to do a, a video for every single bowl game. So, uh, yeah, that should be a blast, too. So, guys, stay tuned for that. Of course, check us out every day. We'll be back tomorrow as we do uh, Heading Back to the Window, TGIF edition. Until then, guys, have a great day. Good luck on your all your plays tonight. Not just Thursday Night Football, but fucking kill them all, all right? Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.